Hello and welcome to the Christchurch Fox Chapel podcast, the fastest growing conservative evangelical charismatic altogether <laughs> podcast in the entire Fox Chapel area. We're joined today by the Nikki. Yes, the one and only Nikki. The one and only Nikki. <laughs> and and there's one of two Bens. Hello, Ben. <laughs> yeah, it's it's Hughes. A Ben. Here, a Ben. You at a, least have fifty percent of the Ben. Well, do I get an A Ben? <laughs> Thank you, Nikki. You're just here to laugh at bad jokes. I feel like I feel bad for Nikki because this is going to be uh, without Wolpe here. This is we're gonna be we're in trouble, man. Yeah, and you said uh, you had a hard out. You have to leave here by two. Yeah. And like I without do. Ben, we're yeah. gonna be here all night. Yeah, like we'll I just said, keep talking about I'll random. I'll just turn every off my mic, trails. walk away. You guys will realize at three o'clock. Where did <laughs> Nikki go? Every party needs a pooper. That's why <laughs> we invited Ben. <laughs> oh, oh, for a second I thought you were gonna say me. <laughs> I was like, aw. He listens to this stuff. He'll be really upset. He will. So <laughs> let's turn to scripture. I need to think of what else I can say. Yeah, Much like our Lord Jesus said. <laughs> Uh, we're in First Thessalonians, and we're in chapter 3, beginning at verse 6. And who will read for us? I will read. Okay. okay. But now that Timothy has come to us from you and has brought us the good news of your faith and love and reported that you always remember us kindly and long to see us, as, long as we long to see you for this reason, brothers, in all our distress and affliction, we have been comforted about you through your faith. For now we live, if you are standing fast in the Lord. For what thanksgiving can we return to God for you, for all the joy that we feel for your sake before our God, as we pray most earnestly night and day, that we may see see you face to face and supply what is lacking in your faith. Now may our God and Father himself and our Lord Jesus direct our way to you, and may the Lord make you increase and abound in love for one another and for all as we do for you, so that he may establish your hearts blameless in holiness before our God and Father at the coming of our Lord Jesus with all his saints. Thank you. That's wonderful. There was a lot of run-on there. And with the notations in my app, it was hard for me to keep pace and see what was going on. Yeah, well, I mean, Paul doesn't breathe, does he, between words sometimes? Just kind of goes for it. Yeah. I mean, even in the original manuscripts, there weren't even spaces between letters, mm-hmm. and some of these things are very long sentences. There's some themes emerging at the moment. Um, you know, last week we had this concept of affliction, which is that pressure word, you know, feeling mm-hmm. under pressure. Under pressure. Um, and there was a song associated with it every time. Every the congregation time. will be Thank singing you. that this weekend. Yep. And, uh, during communion. During communion would be <laughs> lovely, wouldn't oh, it? Wow. No, we're not going there. Nope, nope, nope. We you can never maybe know. convince Robert to play it before service starts, just maybe instrumental. In a, maybe so in our former denomination. That's the, kind of <laughs> that's the kind of thing that happens in youth group. Yeah. Uh, not, not in the service, though. So, you know, he's, he's playing with these ideas of, of affliction and uh, pressure and distress and then comfort and um, words he uses, I think, in Second Corinthians as well. Mm-hmm. And then... Uh, he moves into this theme about love and holiness. So uh, in this chapter, I think we're going to be moving really from that concept of affliction and trouble through to you know, where we're going with this, which is the holiness stuff. With the H word. Yeah, I know. Well, I, I think I'm glad you said that because I think it's a word that can make us feel a bit uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. How, yeah. You know, how do you react to that? That, oh, you're called to be holy means you're called to be boring and better than everyone else in your own mind, right? 
that's what the Bible means when it says holiness. Oh, I just see, I like, oh, I'm going to be a failure. That was sarcasm <laughs> I, for all you listeners. You're going to fail I'm going to fail. There's no oh, way. I'm going to fail. I try really hard, you know, as a recovering perfectionist. Like, oh, holiness, there's no way. I'm just not going to get there. Hmm. Yeah, and so... So where's the good news in this then? You know, because if, right. if Christianity, if the, if the gospel message was, well, you need to go and make yourself holy, then that would be terrifying. Mm-hmm. But what does the gospel do for us? It, the gospel makes us holy. So what's he talking about? Well, what, first off, like, what is holiness? Does it mean just being full of holes? Or like... Uh, or like really churchy, or or what exactly? Um, that's that's the question that is burning in my mind. That yeah. Well, I'm reaching for the Greek, well, which I think I know. Oh but, yeah. Um, I have had a tendency in recent weeks just to make up. Just shoot it from the hip. Yeah. That's yeah. It's not actually that important. So just like riff. It's yeah. Fine. Yeah. Um, I've I've seen pastors do that before. Not here. No, I or in any that. any church in what this. So it is hagios, which hagios. which which is a uh, type of Scottish food. Eaten for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. It's a sh- it's a it's a sheep's stomach that's been vomited into another sheep's stomach and then partly cooked. Mm, really? Yeah. Like oats in there, right? Or something. Probably, like yeah. Is it filling? Is this like a, an ingredient in shepherd's pie? No. Ooh. This is, so this is what happens when, when <laughs> Wolfie's not here. Uh, to, uh, hagios, it means to be holy and set aside. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we talk about consecrated things. That means they're set apart or set aside. Um, the, the, the hagiotatoi, which are like the, the holy potatoes, that's, that's like <laughs> very foodie sort of images. These are the holy people. Uh, that's who we are. We're, we're holy, we're set aside. It doesn't mean uh, that... that um, you know, we're holier than thou or perfect in our behavior. It means we've been sanctified by God and set mm. apart by him for a specific purpose. That's, that's the concept. I think, too, I, I mean, this makes me think of, I, I've been nerding out a little bit on the Bible Project, um, mm, which good. I highly recommend. But, like, in the, they were talking about how in the Eden space, in, in the Garden of Eden, like, there was no, like, sort of, like, temple in the Garden of Eden because the whole thing was the temple. Like, everything was holy. And holiness was just like this state of like communion with God. Mm. Like everyone's together. Uh, God and, and human beings are walking side by side in perfect fellowship and everything like that. And so holiness then is like after things went a little bit wrong, it's, it's this like setting aside in a sort of way that's returning toward the Eden space, toward, toward the way things like set aside, but t- in a way that is like, moving toward the way things are supposed to mm. be like the tabernacle had all this imagery of the garden that's why you have all these like weird details of like oh really critters yeah oh yeah, yeah. it's like all eden imagery pomegranates yeah pomegranates and all this stuff they're like they're trying to say like this is your portable eden tent uh and and so your portable eden people are supposed to be like your holy people your kingdom of priests interceding and like who are helping the world to return to the eden space uh, I think that's that's my like gist sum up of what they were saying, which I was like mind blown. Um, so holiness is like yeah. Well, I mean, I guess in a sense that's what we're saying in the Lord's Prayer, right? You know, on earth as it is in heaven, that kind of bringing together of heaven and earth, the will uh, of God. Yeah, and that's like that's like the 
um, salvation of the, that's like what is required for answer to all the world's problems, right? Holiness is like, uh, well, returning yeah. everything to holiness. Yeah. If we look right? at what, what it is <laughs> for real, what it, what it look, what it actually does would be better, a better question for the, um, series, but absolutely. Yes. It would make everything better because, you know, if we get to verse 12, for instance, um, and what's he saying? His desire for them to do is to abound in love mm. for one another. That, that seems to be what he's talking about. Well, and it's for one another and for all. So it's for your fellow holy people and those who are not right and for your... The outsiders, too. Yeah. So, I mean, because I know that there's so much of this where when people talk about holiness, it very much feels like an us versus them. And, you know, mm. Christians often get this, like, sanctimonious... Yeah. Uh, same root word, yeah. yeah, yeah. No, so that's great. That's really good. I'm glad, yeah, I'm glad you picked up on that because holiness is not just about hiding on the holy hill with holy people at a holy right. time, doing holy things. Mm-hmm. It, it's about loving one another and also loving outsiders. That's true. I was just thinking about this this morning. Uh, you know, we just had a baby, and um, it was like pregnancy is just super hard um i mean not for me but but like you know well yeah for me too i guess yeah in a different way uh, but in a different <laughs> way but like you know toward the end of it like uh you know we were just like completely fried and have mm. a three-year-old at home who like destroys things everywhere he goes and uh the people of this church like they started getting like meals and we got grubhub gift cards and all kinds of little like home knit baby hats Shout out to Tammy Fire. He still wears that thing every day. And um, and the whole thing, like, it actually impact, like, profoundly uh, changed my view of the church. Because I was like, this is not normal. At a certain point, I was like, this is not normal. Um, like, normally, like, my country club isn't going to do this. Or I'm not a part- member of a country club. But if I were, right? Like, this is different. Mm. Uh, and that's like... I don't know. I guess when I think about like what holiness actually is in a community, it's like it kind of looks like that. I guess yeah. like that common life thing. Well, uh, yeah, because you you know you're talking about that sort of going back to Eden. At the same time, we're thinking about where we're going forward too, which is that joining of heaven and earth. And Paul's talking about being holy at the coming of our Lord Jesus with His saints. So he's already thinking about the end, right? that there's a little glimpse of eternity in the way that we treat people now. Mm. I, Can you say that again? That's, so, that's actually very profound. I, yeah, I, let's t- Tom Wright probably came up with it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, so I mean, what I'm saying is that, that, you know, when the church is behaving in a Christ-like way, we are doing a little bit of God's will on earth as it is in heaven. Mm-hmm. And even bringing a little glimpse of eternity forward mm-hmm. in, in the way that we care for one another. Oh, yeah. um, that seems to be holiness. So it's not just about a sort of our inner thought life. Hmm. Well, and when we look at verse 12 and verse 13, it's so the Lord makes you increase and mm. abound in love for one another and for all. Oh, yeah. And then as you do that, it establishes your heart blameless and holy. So it's mm. one of those, it's like a feedback loop uh, of, of yeah. like generating holiness and love. But the, but God is like bringing it down and 
the first domino to get that going. Shout out to Sam Wolfie. Yeah, you love that. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to Sam Wolfie. <laughs> it's funny how uh, so many of these images do come back to those, the physics thing. I mean, the bulletin cover has the, the dynamo on the front, but that feedback loop generator kind of mm -hmm. concept. I'll it, preach. It, mm -hmm. it, it will. <laughs> <laughs> to make it continually increase and abound in love. Yeah. Yeah, that's really wonderful. And establish it as holiness. So actually, there's this prime mover of God, right? And he's potentiating this thing, and we're, mm -hmm. we're living it out mm -hmm. and getting more ready. Yeah, he, and it's, it's like this is all a blessing that Paul's giving, right? Like, now may our mm. God Father himself, et cetera, et cetera. So he's sort of saying, like, this is what God is, gonna, is, doing, is going to do for you in Christ, sort of like spoken over you. So, I, I mean, what I think is, is possibly uniquely Christian here is that we have all this, this wonderful talk of heaven and how we're behaving now and how we've been changed now. And there's this amazing picture that we've been drawing together of what it is to be loving and a church with each other. And then, as Nikki points out, really to those who don't belong and obviously with the intention that they would come in and be saved and spend eternity with us. So there's, that's a really beautiful thing. But the first part of this reading, it is actually a lot darker. And uh, it, it doesn't sound like a nice world that they're living in. So, you know, verse 7, distress, affliction, comfort, standing fast. And you wouldn't need to stand fast if you weren't... Right, you don't do that when things are easygoing. You're just no. standing. <laughs> right, you sit around. You're just luxuriating. <laughs> well, and that was actually what I was just thinking of when, Ben, you were talking about, um, you know, the church coming around you and helping you as, you know, you were under pressure, like very real pressure, but for this like wonderful, joyous thing, it's both hard and mm -hmm. wonderful. Mm -hmm. And I think the last time I was on, I swung my mic on the floor. She threw a mic on the floor. She did. Now she's back. Uh, when, when Chris Khan is running. <laughs> Um, that pop would have been really, really loud. Yes, I'm so sorry. <laughs> yeah, this is brilliant. Where are <laughs> you going with this? Uh, I think that's the enemy messing with you because your point's brilliant. Yeah, yeah, but, you know, I think the last time I was on the podcast, I had shared that, you know, the church really came around me and, mm. you know, supported me while I was going through, like, profound brokenness um, and to the point, you know, uh, I was so afraid to come to church the first week. I mean, at the risk of, you know, just blowing out there. It's, I was going through a divorce. Mm. And, you know, I, I do, I remember just feeling so mm. broken and being afraid to come to church that week. Like, mm. everything in me wanted to hide mm. and be away, and I did not want to come, and I was afraid I would be judged, or I was afraid I would feel um, unwelcome, not by anybody here in particular, but mm. just, like, being in that holy space that, mm. like, I couldn't walk in. It was probably the hardest steps I had to take. And I remember walking up to Tammy, our children's minister, trying to hold it together and just saying, I'm in a really bad place and I might not be able to pick the kids up from children's ministry. So if I don't come get them, can you just sit with them and have communion? And my heart was racing and she just mm. embraced me. and was like, we'll do whatever you need. Like, mm. we love you. Yeah. And just had that, you know, manifested multiple times by everyone in the church, like just everyone. Mm. So... And what, what was it specifically you were worried about then? Judgment, you think? I or think it was 
judgment. I mean, like I said, recurring, you know, recovering perfectionist. It's this. Of yourself. I, I, oh yeah. Um, and just like, just such a tremendous fail. I felt like such a tremendous failure. Mm. And that like I couldn't, I couldn't hold my marriage together. I couldn't. I wasn't able to hold myself together. I was going to be upset. I was afraid of all of these things. I think all swirling into one. Mm. And you know, the broken relationship between my, you know, former husband mm. and me was also, you know, reflecting a broken relationship between me and God. Mm. And, you know, because that was a covenant that was broken. And like these things were, I was reflecting and equating them, I think at the same time in this like profound confusion. And, and, and so what was it that made you want to come? Um, I think deep, deep down, I knew that this was a safe place and that people would love me and care for me. And I was also very afraid that if I didn't come the first weekend, I would never come back. Hmm. Uh, that if I didn't yeah. take the steps then, that it would build a pattern and that I would just stay away. You knew that in advance, mm -hmm. that that was a risk. Mm -hmm. You needed that. that the, the voice telling me to stay away would get louder. I mean, it's a very helpful thing for you to share. Not only does it illustrate the point, but I think it also coaxes us a little bit out of our, our own perfectionism. Mm -hmm. that, that anyone listening to this, and me and Ben right here in the room with you, I think could relate to. Totally. It, it makes me think about, I guess, tying that back into, can I just process a lot mm -hmm. how I'm uh, interpreting that related to the theme of holiness? It, it seems like like at a, those moments, and I have like so much, so profoundly, um, where I, I like feel like my own holiness is not like enough, not enough, or like mm -hmm. I've failed in some way. But like, uh, but I I enter into uh, the body of Christ, which are this kingdom of priests, um, and so we are. Uh, and, and that holiness actually sort of like wraps around you, mm -hmm. yeah. you know, like this is actually why I take issue with calling Anglican pastors priests, because I think it like distracts us away from a larger priesthood um, that we collectively have as the people mm -hmm. of God that we're like, you know, that intercession and that like that relationship with God sort of comes and envelops around yeah. each of us when we're broken. Uh, and I, it's just like, it's the most beautiful, it's like the most amazing thing in the world to be a member of the body of Christ. It, it's interesting to me that, you know, your story is, is so um, helpfully descriptive of what Paul is trying to say in this passage, because mm -hmm. you begin with this distress and pressure. Uh, and we've talked a little bit in this series about shame as well. Mm -hmm. And in being here, it, it enabled, I think, you to experience God's love mm -hmm. from someone like Tammy. Um, hopefully you heard it preached, but... Mm -hmm. um, well, I mean, I joked that the whole sermon series was on forgiveness after that, so I was like, I'll just be the one crying in the front row. Thanks. <laughs> all, all the preachers, like, it's fine. I'll just be up here. Yeah. Just cry. I, I mean, every week I sat in the front row and just would cry. And like, yeah, that's right. <laughs> I, I, I remember now. And... But it was really good of you because, you, you, you know, it's a small room. There's just a few of us here, and we're quite close. So uh, I'm glad you told me. Yeah. Otherwise, I'd be standing there trying to preach, thinking, I am 
bombing today. Oh, really? Yeah. But, yeah. See, a couple times, I think, uh, like, I would think, like, wow, that must be, that's like, oh, he's on it. fire. Like, <laughs> really he's, powerful. He's doing great. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but, um, but, but then you enabled me to grow in faith through being vulnerable and then enabled several brothers and sisters in Christ, I think, to see God at work in you. But you were modeling a thing. You were modeling that, that sort of hard, holy journey of coming here when you didn't want to because you mm. knew you should. And, mm-hmm. you know, the, that's the potentiating thing, mm-hmm. you know, that you were talking about. Suddenly we're all in on this, which is why we belong together. Right. Yeah, that feedback loop gets fed from any... Uh, yeah, I mean, I... I have not felt as a pastor that good times, luxury, and, uh, you know, easy days have led to great conversions and powerful moves of the Spirit anywhere and like as much Mm. as disasters have. You know, really, crises Mm. seem to lead to revival. Mm. And... uh, you know, if I get the time to study a bit on this this week, you know, I'd like to look at some of the older revivals in church history and just and just look, you know, what, what kind of culture did they come out of? What was going on? You know, were, were these kind of glory days or were they difficult days? You know, Azusa Street in, in um, L.A., I think it was, and, mm-hmm. you know, South Wales or, you know, I mean, the one I do know about is Charles Simeon, who was trying to preach the gospel in Cambridge while people were fornicating drunk in the street outside of his church. And he had to shout over the noise of, of the, you know, roistering and, you know, roistering and riotous kind of behavior yeah. in the gutter. Or, uh, you know, uh, Jonathan Edwards, like, in the, you know, Great Awakening. Yeah. Like, it was a, that whole society was just like a mess. All, like nobody were, people were not Christians. We always think of early America as like, oh, everyone was a Christian. No. Right. Um, roistering. I'm going to take that one home. <laughs> I, I think that there's, there's something about the gospel that seems to shine when, when, when it's dark. Mm-hmm. Well, and you can mm-hmm. see in, you know, coming out of where he was talking about the distress and affliction in verse they're saying like we pray earnestly night and day that we may see you face to face and supply what is lacking in your faith mm-hmm. and how you know when you're down in the out like how important the community is and how much we can support one another whether it's you know i i surely can tell you that i was sitting in the front uh in the front pew i was not feeling like i was helping anybody's faith at the time mm-hmm. but you know i was like i was like i'm just trying to you know muscle through and like oh people are helping me um, but it yeah. can be this like symbiotic relationship and it's why community is so important and why it's been so hard the past year, Yeah, you know, with those natural community, you know, taking on alternate forms and more digitized and things as we're spread apart. Yeah. You know, it may not be a Wolpian crescendo, but God working powerfully through Nikki's vulnerability <laughs> in her brokenness, man, it's, it's big stuff. So I'm coming for uh, Wolpe is hey, what I'm thank hearing. <laughs> <laughs> no one can replace Ben Wolpe. <laughs> but, but thank you for uh, sharing uh, everything so much, Nikki. Absolutely. It's made it. There are moments when it just feels like Le Chietis 
are not actually all that appropriate. <laughs> like, their sound, it's just not. I love it. Every week. <laughs> but thank you, especially Nikki, for joining us. <laughs> and thank you, the listener, as well. God bless, and we'll see you next week. <laughs>